0: Hello everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 183 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne.
2: Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you at this time, Lord. Thank you for another blessed day you've given us, Lord, another opportunity for the Brain and myself, Father, to gather together virtually, Lord, and uh, be able to continue in our uh, Vortex Apologetic uh, podcast, Lord. Thank you that he is able to do it, Lord, and uh, help us to honor you as we uh, address the different things we're going to talk about, Father, and ultimately, let us honor you, Father, uh, with your word, Father, and uh, uh, just put in our wisdom and and, and be discerning above all things, Lord, and uh, we thank you for, I thank you personally for my brother's uh, friendship and fellowship, Lord. It's always a blessing to hear him and and see him and uh, just talk biblical things, Lord, and uh, in our culture, and, Father, I just pray that you bless those that hear us. Father, that they continue to be supportive and uh, share, Father, any of our episodes. And I thank you for this opportunity to give us, Lord. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What's up, bro? How are you? Doing good, man. What what you up to? Ah, let's see. Between. Uh-huh. <laughs> what oh. you got? Uh-oh. He's getting up.
0: I got I to gotta let some fresh air in here.
2: Ah, there you oh,
1: go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast folks. Uh, this is not a business. And uh we don't take money for this podcast. We don't we don't do advertising. Uh this is more of a ministry for us. And and uh Absolutely. So to let you folks know that uh our families and our obligation to our churches and um uh, when we're working in our work is a uh, higher priority than this podcast but we are dedicated to it and we do want to give you some some uh, good podcast out there so but you uh, know i'm trying to figure out what this noise uh, is in the background oh Yeah,
2: and while you said that and i thank you for saying no. that uh yeah you know, our families, our church uh, takes precedence over this podcast. And uh, okay. uh, like you said, like my brother was saying, we do make that time together, 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 because we do talk about things that happen in our world. And we're always, you know, texting each other or my brother is pull, pull, putting out some videos on his uh, C-Files uh, and uh, you can catch him there as well. But as we gather for our podcast, Words is Apologetic, you know, we kind of give you... Just a general of what's been going on, not only outside in the world, but in our lives too, right, brother? We we stay busy. Busy, busy with life.
0: Uh, you think you think you're not busy in retirement, but both you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I might retire busy. from your yeah. labor, your 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 but labor you, you, in the world. But you're but <laughs> because you can listen into everything else, because people know you're retired. Oh, and so and so can help out with this. He's right. retired.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> you're right. not so retired as you think you're retired, right, brother? Right. Exactly. So, but anyway, it keeps us busy and out of trouble.
0: Yep. So I had to let our dog, uh, Doctor Dirk Brindle, out the door because he was whining. So. Oh, Doctor? Yeah. Huh. Dr. Dirk Brindle. Yeah, here's his color's Brindle. His name is Dirk, and he loves to lick feet. So we, we, we figured he's a foot doctor. <laughs> yeah, I told him the other day, I says, I said, you know, for having a doctor's degree, you sure don't know very much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's his technique. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I you know, I just I'm just saying, I don't know, you know. I don't know. I don't know where uh, he went to school. <laughs> I'm going to lick
2: your feet and diagnose you really quick.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> people people get tickled. We we'll get visitors like, what is he doing? <laughs> He's licking your <their> feet. That <laughs> is
2: funny. Man, that's probably a sign that he likes you, right?
0: <laughs> he likes you, yeah. He likes you if he licks your feet. The good doctor stuff. is in. So. The
2: doctor is saying good stuff, my uh, brother. Yeah, Hey, uh, so first off, man, we got to talk about... and. For, for those that don't know, Nashville, it happens to be my brother's. Uh, is this your hometown, right? Your, your birth uh, state? Or... I was
0: born in Baptist Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. Raised, yeah. raised, I my, my first three years, we were in, we lived in Nashville mm-hmm. and then uh, moved to Hendersonville, Tennessee, which was northeast of Nashville in a neighboring county. That's suburban Nashville. Yeah, I mean, people would live in Hendersonville and drive into Nashville go to work, or, or Madison, some of the bigger areas, you know. And uh, I was there till I joined the Navy at the age of nineteen. I worked. Wow. Uh, I worked in Nashville. I I worked as a correctional officer, uh, huh. at the uh, Deep Correctional Institute, Maximum Security Institute for uh, uh, Maximum Security Prison for the mm. Criminal Insane. I also worked for a time at the Middle Tennessee Mental Health Institute. Uh, I did uh, so security in Nashville. Worked security there for a while. Um, worked at uh, South Southeastern Drywall Company in Nashville. I mean, I, I had some time in Nashville nice. when I was uh, nice. you know, between l- graduating high school and and um, going into my second enlistment in the Navy. Because I, when I got out the first time, went back to Tennessee for a little while and then rejoined so so now
2: that you're uh, giving us that information you know this little event that happened some days ago the shooting at this christian school must have uh, uh, hit home for you as probably the santana shooting did in san diego in santee california many many years ago as well because you were living here in san diego
0: or then right well i was right right there next to santee i mean i was alcohol and santee border almost border each other yeah if I think they do and
2: uh oh they do yes
0: yeah so i mean yeah i've been around a few shootings and not in them but you know but uh, yeah it does hit home it hits home because it also because it was a pca church and a christian school um a covenant christian school associate with that church mm-hmm. i'm attending a pca church here in north carolina wow and- the headmaster, we have a a Christian school associated with that one too, Carolina um, Christian school. And the uh, principal of our Mm -hmm. school knew, personally knew the principal of the school that got, uh, that was the target. Um, Yeah. And uh, that, that individual passed away in, in that attack. So, very sad. And when I heard it, that, you know, nine-year-olds were shot. That's just, that's, that's it. That's just so cruel and tragic. It's heartbreaking, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, a, and then a substitute teacher and a janitor, uh, that was a six that were killed in that shade. yeah Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me give a shout out to Metro Nashville police department, um, having, retired from law enforcement myself out of san diego california um and having formerly been a uh, firearms instructor i was trained by the san diego county sheriff's department as a range master Mm -hmm. Uh, i was trained by the i almost hate to admit this as much trouble as the fbi has been in lately but this was back when we didn't have problems with the fbi folks (laughs) <laughs> I was trained by the FBI <clears throat> by, yep. by the FBI to be a um, what's called a defensive tactics instructor. It's a use of force instructor for law enforcement. Um, and I taught fi- firearms and use of force to law enforcement in in this San Diego area uh, for many years and and went through a lot of of courses, uh, including active shooter, courses and um we got a lot of training on that and so i'm coming from that background and i have to tell you folks you folks in nashville you should be very happy with how your department responded to that shooter incident i watched the live uh the footage of the body cams mm-hmm. um they did it textbook almost textbook perfect in the way that departments are trained around the country.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, they, the way they egress you know, got into the building, aggressed the hallways, cleared the, cleared the rooms very quickly and efficiently. And as soon as they figured out where the gunfire was coming from, went straight for the gunfire. And that's what we're trained to do. And matter of fact, folks, uh, we're trained uh, to actually bypass victims that are bleeding on the ground to get to the shooter. Uh, And that's, that's hard. That's hard for an officer to do that. You know, the officers want to help, help these folks, but you got to take the shooter down first. And they got in there. They got, once they got into the building, you know, and of course they got there as fast as they could three minutes from the time they got into the building to the time they took down the shooter.
1: Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Which is phenomenal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I don't think we did that good in, in our training scenarios. Mm. I mean, yeah, you know, we, of course we were using a college campus and they had us running all the way across a college campus, which like, you know, Mesa college. Yeah. Yeah. You know how big that place is? <laughs> Huge. Yeah. They have, they'd have us running all the way across that campus going after a shooter. So there's no way we would do it in three minutes, you know, right. but, but many, many lives, many, many lives were saved. Um, as a result of that response, because if they didn't get in there in a the time that they did and take down that active shooter, um, who knows how many, how many people would have been shot. You're absolutely
2: killed. correct. Because even, um, When they were in that second floor and they identified the shooter in the second floor, uh, right before they started to go in, I I saw the video where the first officer responded and one of the teachers was already there waiting for them and gave them quick instructions as to, you know, everybody's in lockdown, but all the students are in the second floor. That was huge. And that's probably why it was important for them to get in and go after the shooter. And I mean, you talk about, I mean, you've experienced this, you've seen the training Uh, to me from an outsider looking in. I'm like, man, that was perfect. That, I mean, I don't don't mean to dis Uvalde police department, but Uvalde can take a page of this right here because they didn't hesitate. They, they went oh. straight in. They didn't care if oh. they were going to get shot back at. I mean, you can tell there was intent to go in there and kill that shooter, so there's no more oh, losses. I
0: guarantee you, um, all, departments all across the country are going to be analyzing that footage and, mm-hmm. uh, and using it in training, I'm sure, for their officers. I mean, they, they, anytime they have an active shooter training, they'll probably play that footage for those officers uh, years from now you know Mm -hmm. even when they got new people coming in law enforcement that were not even in law enforcement at the time that this shooting took place they'll they'll still be playing that to give a demonstration on how it's done and uh and they go into that you know the actual um scenario part of it but um yeah it, it was it was well done and um you know, that's how it's done, folks, and that's how departments across all across the country should be handling an active shooter situation. Um, now, give you a little background. Um, the There was a McDonald's incident in San Diego. Oh, yeah. 70s. You remember that?
2: Uh, I, I, and a little story on that, brother. At that time, we were living in Mexico, my family and I, and one of our treats... Uh, every once in a while, or every other week, or whatever, Uh it's our parents bringing us to San Isidro to go eat. Guess where? Guess where? At McDonald's. That was a treat for us.
0: It was if, that McDonald's, wasn't it?
2: It was that McDonald's. By yeah. the grace of God, my dad had an old 1969 Falcon that, at that time, it used to overheat as we were exiting the uh, the exit to go to the that McDonald's. The car overheated. So we had a, you know, park right there on a nearby park so it can cool off. And my dad would put water on it, let it cool off, started driving back. By the time we arrived at the area, it was starting to get taped off, man. So by the grace of God, bro, Yeah. I look back and I even, I even saw the documentary and I clearly remember like, we were like, what's going on. Why is it closed out? We can't go to McDonald's. We were like upset. Later, that we find out in the you know in the news that it was it was shot
0: up, and man, you remember that I do. Well. Now I know, I know from being being an insider on this, uh-huh. uh, the officers wanted to go in and take that guy down. Mm-hmm. There, but there was a um, a scene commander that was still in route mm. that scene and told the, told everybody to to just contain the area right until he gets there meanwhile people were people were going down and the officers were just livid over that they were not happy but he was treating it like a hostage situation yeah and that's the way officers were trained back in the day i mean you would you would lock it down and swat would come in and take down whoever was right you know and uh that's that was the columbine response as well they were still under that the patrol officers locked the area down they surround the building lock it down and swat comes in and handles mm. the actual takedown of the shooter that cost a lot of lives mm. Mm. that that doctrine right there and that was nationwide that was how departments did it
1: right Okay.
0: Um, that it, it took now that McDonald's incident. I know those officers were pissed because they were angry because they wanted to go in and take that shooter down. Um, the um, at the Columbine incident,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, they were still, you know, the, the commanders on scene were following their policies of lockdown and have SWAT go in. Uh, officers were taking fire. I know the first officer that arrived on scene at Columbine was taking fire as soon as he got on scene. You know, from out, they were, the shooters were shooting at him from inside a building toward his patrol car. Um, so he was already in the firefight and he was trying to fire back, but he's firing back with a pistol. They have rifles. That's, that's a mismatch. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, so Columbine was a disaster because of that as well. It was after Columbine that departments around the country, especially, especially in Southern California began to look at this and say, we've got to change our thinking on this. We've got to change the way we do this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's when they came up with, you know, patrol officers are now going to be trained in SWAT type tactics to go in and take down these shooters. Mm-hmm. Right? So they were trained military style almost on how to go in and, you know, and clear the rooms, clear the hallways, you know, egress, egress stairs. There's a technique to going upstairs, uh, which is standard in the industry now. And um, and to and they were trained as soon as they hear the gunshots to go straight for where the gunshots are coming from. To go if mm. you're clearing rooms, but now you're hearing gunshots down the hall and to the left. You stop clearing rooms and you just race straight to where that gun gun those gunshots coming from to go after the shooter. Uh, Now you say, why do once they shoot her down? Why do they have SWAT go in and do a second clearing? The reason for that is because there could be a second shooter,
1: Mm, right?
0: And it could be that if they take the first shooter down, the second one goes into hiding or tries to escape out of the area. And so that's why they keep it all locked down and they do a second search of the building once they get everybody out because they're going after a second shooter it's an it's an automatic assumption that there's right. going to be a second shooter. So that's that's the protocol. That's how they that's how they do it.
2: Yeah. And you know brother what you were explaining at the beginning as far as textbook the way these officers did it mm-hmm. it's it's so true and what I was amazed at as well is when they the first officers pulled up uh, they were pretty much under fire because the suspect started shooting from that second floor. You saw that you see the broken windows when they're interviewing right. after the fact. they right. started shooting at them and then they even posted right. pictures of uh, some of the police cars shot up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that didn't stop these officers. They no, you know continue with the protocol. Let's let's get in there. Let's and right All away. Right. The first responding officer. I mean, talk about one taking charge and, and calling the shots and come on, you me. Let's go. You know,
0: that's, that's the other thing that's very important and very difficult to do is to have good communication in that situation, right. because you've got the radio blurring in your, you you've got the dispatcher wanting updates constantly. Mm-hmm. You've got, you've got uh, to coordinate the other officers. If you, especially if you're the first officer on scene and you're forming a team and then you've got to go in and you go for the shooter. So you've got three things happening all at once. And uh, You that's a it's a hard thing to handle, but you've got to you got to deal with it. I mean, that's the thing about law enforcement is you just got to you I hate to say it this way, folks, but you just got to suck it up and deal with it. Mm. When you're in law yep. enforcement, you know you just right. got to deal with it, and you, you know you can't no time to be crying. Oh, mom, I want to go home. No, you you get in and you get the job done, and that's how these officers are trained, and, and especially if they've been on for a while. I mean, they're, they're, hardened to, you know, all of that. The, Oh, what was me stuff? I mean, mm-hmm. they don't have any right. do that, you know, it's, it's get in and get the job done. And so that's what they did. So, um, yeah, so it's not, it's not easy, but the communication that they had was phenomenal. I mean, yes. they, they did a great job I and mean, he was doing a good job directing them because usually it's, it falls to one officer to direct everybody else. Mm-hmm. And he was saying long rifle, iron rifle, red shirt, go, you know, we're you're, you're ahead of the, you know, the, the long rifle has got to take the lead, you know, because he's got the distance on the, on the fire. And then the guys right. with pistols come in behind him and there's, there's different ways they had different ways. You, could, I mean, when I was first taught you, you formed a there was a certain way of forming up to, to cover, cover the ground. Um, with a rear guard, and uh, they kind of dropped that doctrine after a while, and went into uh, more of the line doctrine, uh, lining up, uh, stacking up, and then going. Uh, and so, yeah. So, but I mean it, that that showed me and proved to me that uh, the the training they got and the, the tactics that they they uh, took on for their department uh, actually worked. So. So that's something to stay with. And that's something departments around the country need to really take a look at.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's tragic that, you know, it's happened again, but uh, you know, as Christians, evil is going to be around. These things are going to happen, you know, uh, praise the Lord for the right training. And uh, you know, uh, these officers, you know, just doing a textbook, you know, to be able to save life. Unfortunately, there's going to be the loss of life and uh, you know, being and importantly, brother, and, Because usually, you know, right, they like to pinpoint, you know, right away who was the suspect and what's the reason why they were doing that, right? And usually it's, you know, they blame whatever circumstances they were going through. In this case, it was a student that used to attend this uh, private Christian school. And it Mm -hmm. was a, uh, uh, I think it was, a believe, a woman trying, a transgender woman trying to become a man. Right. yeah, and I I, 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 was, I, think, I think they're still investigating, right, to see if there's any
0: reason or why was the reason they went. Well, in. there was a there was a manifesto, but I don't know what. Oh, okay, in it. yeah, they found a manifesto, uh, but they don't, you know, they haven't released what was written in the manifesto. yet. Sure,
2: probably because of investigation and all that. Right,
0: right, right. But no. uh, I I was it's so confusing because I think everybody's confused as to you know was she born born a what a female or or male. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's got everybody's confused on that one. So. A little confused. Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: here, I have it up right now, and I'm looking at let's see. So it tells you how many people were dead. Uh, which we said six, right? Right. Well, yeah, six people. Right. So the victims were identified as Cynthia Peak, 61, Katherine Coons, 60, Mike Hill, 61, I believe was a janitor, and mm-hmm. Evelyn Dickhaus, Haley Scruggs. And Haley Scrub happens to be the daughter of the of senior the pastor pa- of right. Covenant uh, Church there. And lastly, William Kinney, both uh, Haley and William were nine years old. Now, they talk a little bit about the actual shooter. Uh, and here is where it says Police gave unclear information on the shooter's gender, which is what we were talking about. Well, yeah, so, who for, could? Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. for, for hours, for hours, police identified the shooter as a 28-year-old woman, and eventually as Audrey Hale. Uh, then, at a late afternoon press conference, the police chief said that Hale was transgender. After the news conference. Police spokesperson Don Aaron declined to elaborate on how Hale identified. So they're still unsure about it. I mean, I'm sure all that stuff will come out as, you know, the investigation closes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, brother, what do you think? First of all, the response from the church itself, the the pastors, I'm sure you read some of the statements in regards to the shooting.
0: I um, I think it was a good response. I, I think it was one of um, Christian uh, love. And forgiveness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh of course it's hard to go to someone who's dead and say, I forgive you. Yeah. But um um I think the pastor I th- well I mean, obviously there's tremendous, tremendous hurt, you know, mm-hmm. this but to be able to choke through that hurt and put out um a statement of God's providence and talking about the the resurrection on the last days and mm-hmm. yeah we hope to see her again and um that's a very gracious um statement. I mean he didn't say anything negative uh about the shooter or um the transgenders or anything of that nature. Um he kept it very um very loving and because Christ says Love your love your enemies. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the first commandment is to um, love the Lord your God with all that, all your heart, all your knowledge, your heart, and you you know so forth, and then to uh, love um, your neighbor as yourself. And Christ said to love your enemies.
2: Mm, that's a tough one. That's the toughest one, actually.
0: Right now, I, I want to I want to hit on this because because people get this confused they don't understand love Mm -hmm. there's a real convoluted uh, uh, understanding of love in our society love does not mean um that you enable people in their sinful behavior
2: Mm. that's
0: important yeah love it doesn't mean acceptance of a wicked evil lifestyle Love means you're going to love is tied in with truth. Mm. Repeat that again, brother. Love is tied in with truth. You can't if you're not being honest and truthful. You're not being loving.
1: Mm.
0: Okay, and to and to appease the uh, the sin of insulting God by. By basically telling God that he didn't know what he was doing when he created you in the womb mm. that is uh, that's abominable. it's it's very wicked and evil. and um God does not approve of that. and neither should we uh, if we're going to love God. see everybody wants to get the part about loving their neighbor. But they, they conveniently skip over the part about loving God. Mm, that's huge. You know, um, so you can't, you do not have the capacity to love your neighbor or your enemy if you don't first have the capacity to love God. And Jesus Christ said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Amen. Right? So, yes. Um, you know, I'll let me go to First John real quick. I'm going to read it right out of my Bible. I want you, I want you to hear this, folks, because people don't understand love, and they think well, you got to be nice to everybody. You know, the 11th commandment. You got to be, nice be nice, to right? <laughs> Listen to this. Um, I'm in. Whoops! I'm in the Gospel John. Let me go to First John. <laughs> That's a rookie mistake, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah man man i gotta go back to rookie school oh we know you're
2: awake that's for sure (laughs)
0: yeah uh okay there we go okay says this what chapter (laughs) and verse brother oh it's uh first john chapter one and let's just begin with uh, verse five This then is the message which we heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and Mm. do not the truth. If we walk in the light and he as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, We deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. See how truth is connected to that? Absolutely. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. We make God a liar, Mm -hmm. and his word is not in us. So all of these pastors, these um, uh, progressive pastors or whatever, you know, with the rainbow-colored garb on.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: They are a run around saying that God has no problem with transgenderism or sodomy or fornication. Uh, they do not have any truth in them. They do not have the light of God in them. And I'll go back to verse verse 10. They say that they have not sinned, but they make God a liar. And the word is not in them. Mm, 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 mm. So they are wolves in sheep's clothing. Or should I say rainbow clothing? I don't know. Anyway... um, (laughs) Uh, he laughs. Ten thousand comedians out of work, and I'm cracking jokes, right? So, and
2: you're making me laugh. I've, that's 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 the yeah. thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. I apologize. To all those comedians out of work. I'm, I'm taking your jokes away from you, anyway. Uh, But no, the thing is, is that they, the truth is not in them, and they're calling evil good and good evil, and they will not acknowledge that God condemned fornication. Mm, And and transgenderism, homosexuality, or what the Bible calls sodomy, lesbianism, you know, the LGBTQ plus alphabet soup, all of that is under the heading of fornication. Mm. And when you look in 1 Corinthians 5, it tells the church, when it comes to church discipline, that one of the things they are to discipline on is fornication. They can have no fellowship with darkness. Otherwise it will, it will poison the entire church. Mm. So it's, it's the duty of pastors and elders and um, deacons and church members to keep the church pure and purge the church of any impurity that threatens it and you purge in love with the um with the intent to bring the person who is who is poisoning the church to bring that person to a point of repentance and to a point of salvation
2: Amen.
0: and to be able to bring them back into fellowship and uh, to love on them and, and see, see, telling the truth is a loving thing, yeah. but be, just being nice to people uh, for the sake of being nice. That's a hateful thing. That's very hateful because that you sure are is. not, you are not doing what's best for the other person. Love is doing that, which is best for the other person. And if you're not telling them the truth and if you're not, you, you know, in a loving way, but if you're not telling them the truth, and if you're not holding to the truth, then you're not loving them. Mm-hmm. And the truth is God made us male and female in Genesis. You go back to Genesis, it says God made them male and female, and the two shall become one, male and female. And the first thing, the very first thing God said that they should do is to procreate. Mm. And that requires male and female and true. and marriage is a picture of the relationship between Christ and his church, Christ being male and the church being female. And it also that you know, the, 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 becoming one, two is one uh, that. And then when you have the child, there's, there's a third, right. But the two is one that's that marriage relationship is very, very important. Um, that's a picture of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit having fellowship within that Trinitarian uh, fellowship. But they're one God, but three persons of the one true God.
2: Mm, And that that in itself right there is the foundation of how we should fellowship as a body of Christ. Yes. Their, Their relationship of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is just... And it's a perfect picture of what true fellowship should be within the church and how we are to love each other. And, you know, even in when it comes to love, if we read the different scriptures in the New Testament, it talks about how even loving and judging itself, it's loving. You know, and it says judge those within the church because we love each other. <laughs> that's why we do it. And uh, Matthew, what is it, Matthew 18, that talks about whether there's two or three gather. And that's right. talking about discipline, right, and prayer request and, you know, gathering. If you to go confront a brother or tell a brother about his sin and doesn't respond, you take another brother with you. You fellowship in that regard to in the hopes that they come back or they
0: repent from that sinfulness. That's correct. Yeah, there's a procedure that Christ gave us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and paul used that procedure you can see the use of it with the, the first corinthians oh absolutely yeah you know, dealing with the man that um he had his how was it he it was his wife's mother yes i don't remember what it was i think that was it yeah, yeah i think that. Was anyway that right he there. had an illicit sexual relationship mm-hmm. outside of his marriage and the church was not dealing with it well and the Apostle Paul rebuked them for that and said, "You need to put him, excommunicate him, and put him out of the church for the sake of saving his soul." Amen. And you know, you're you're protecting the church. It's poisoning the church. You got to get him out. You know, uh, because you got to keep the church pure. You've yeah. got to keep the reputation of the church good. One of the problems with churches is is that they, their reputation is not good with the community, because they're not dealing with the sin that is within their doors. Yeah, they're not using uh, absolutely.
2: I mean, we 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 yeah. can. I mean, just to name, I, I'm sorry, but Hillsong is right there, uh, because they were covering sins of pastors and leaders. I love what's happened now. They're being found out, and they're in a bad reputation right now. I mean, theologically, they have a lot of issues, but I mean, even worse now that they hid uh, a, a lot of sexual immorality, activity and abuse and stuff like that.
0: In That's true. And so it's important. Uh, the church, this one's so important. And people think it's unloving, but no, it's the most loving thing you can do. We have a, our society is so confused right now, mm-hmm. so confused on a lot of things, and uh, it's got to be straightened out. And the church is the instrument by which God can use to straighten it out. I mean, that's that's his kingdom upon this earth is the church.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? A lot of people, that's another thing that when it comes to churches, it's like you can't see, especially within the church body, you know, a leader calling out another leader. But again, you pointed out the Apostle Paul, what he did in the church of Corinth. What about when Paul rebuked uh, Peter? for his hypocrisy.
0: Yeah, that was, and, a, go ahead. Go ahead. You no, know, I was going to say that was very
2: loving of him over was a little, it might sound harsh to the reader, but it right. wasn't, <laughs> it was not harsh at all. He had the right. entire right because he, Peter was being a
1: hypocrite.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was the very first church council mm-hmm. right there in the book of Acts. Book of Acts. That's right. And, uh, rebuked them for, um, Well, his view of Judaism,
2: right?
0: uh, The the question was, do do you have to be circumcised to be saved? And the Mm -hmm. answer, of course, was no. Uh, You know, that's like saying today, well, you have to be baptized to be saved, because baptism is the new covenant circumcision.
2: Yeah, (laughs) good one. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's right. No, it's true. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's the identification of being in the covenant. Yeah. You know, circumcision was an in, in indication that you were in the covenant with Israel, you know, and not everybody that was in the covenant was a believer. Right. But they were in the covenant as far as being in Israel, part of Israel, that the the, the promises that God gave to Abraham, Israel as a whole was going to receive those promises.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, the, but there was the remnant, which was the elect, and then there was the non-remnant, which were the unelect in Israel. So you had believers right. and unbelievers in Israel, but all of them were receiving the Abrahamic covenant. Well baptism is our covenant, it, it's it's a picture, just like circumcision was a picture. Mm-hmm. Baptism is a picture of the covenant that God gave to us as concerning the new covenant right. versus the old covenant. The new covenant Uh, the church it has to do with the church so it's the covenant of the church and his kingdom and so um that's that's why that's so important so uh you know it it what was originally why did i get off on that i'm trying to think (laughs) we're talking about church and how loving how we are loving in church through discipline and Okay, yeah, I got so I got so dug into that. I'm totally <laughs> off what why I was talking about it. So anyway, but yeah, so that's that's why. So that I mean that's uh, the church is God's kingdom on earth, and it, God works through the Word of God. He works through the Holy Spirit, and who handles the Word of God and the Holy and who's who does the Holy Spirit Spirit indwell? He mm-hmm. dwells the the believers, and the Absolutely. believers make up the church, and they they are the ones who understand the word and, and uh, live by the word and, and study it. And, you know, it, 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 it renews their heart and renews their mind. It brings salvation to their soul. Um, it's a supernatural book. And, um, so the natural man can't understand the things of God. First Corinthians chapter two, mm-hmm. verse 14 tells us, um, for they are spiritually discerned. Well, yeah. You, you know, the only way you're going to be able to pick up a Bible and understand anything in it is if the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. Amen. I mean, Bibles are printed all over the world. It's not a, it's not like Gnosticism where it's a secret book and you got to go seek it out. No, it's open to everybody. The problem is you cannot understand it without the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Mm. You have no capacity to understand it without that.
2: Amen. Good stuff, my brother. Good stuff. You know what? I know you wanted to switch gears here, but because you said the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in a Christian, yeah. I have a question for you. And the reason okay. I want to bring up this question because there's a, a a movie that came out called Come Out in Jesus' Name. It's a movie put out by a deliverance ministry and obviously we're talking about demonic Mm deliverance. Well, they start, some of these pastors are involved or they're even in this movie are coming out now trying to defend the fact that at first they were saying that Christians can be demon possessed. Now keep this in mind. I'm talking about true Christians that have the indwelling of the Holy spirit. So they Mm -hmm. said first, yeah, they can be, uh, uh, um, Possessed by the devil. Now they're backtracking and say, Well, no, no, we didn't really say that. We, tra- they we're trying backtrack try- on
1: that. <laughs> yeah,
2: they were trying to yeah. backtrack and cover up their words, basically yeah. saying, Well, you, you kind of can be possessed, you know, and, without giving context of what scripture taught. Talk- well, scripture doesn't really say that, uh, never anywhere that I've read that it says that a Christian can be possessed by the devil. Now they could be oh. influenced, right? They could be influenced or an attack directly by a demon, but What's it's it- not overtaking the body or the mind of the you know a holy spirit indwelling christian or you know so that's my question to you first of all can a christian be demon possessed no okay well you answer that really quick
0: and now answer (laughs) me why not because the holy spirit and a, a evil spirit cannot occupy the same body at the same time Mm. That's the biggest reason, right? There. Once the Holy we are sealed unto the day of redemption, the scripture said, by the mm. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? That's out mm-hmm. of Ephesians, right? right. That sealing protects us from evil spirits. Amen. I mean, look at what they did when Jesus showed up. He would show up, and the evil spirits would. You know, oh, don't please don't throw me back into the cage, or you know, the you know, let me go into the pigs, or why are you here to to Mm -hmm. torment us ahead of our time? You know, well, if that's true of Christ, they couldn't deal with Christ. How are they going to deal with the Holy Spirit indwelling a believer? And that's huge because no,
2: exactly. That was my first thought, brother. Why, if the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is in a Christian, wouldn't that completely like. You know, it's like a, a, a light flash, you know, you react to it like, ah, I would think that would be the case, right? You'd be like, nah, these demons are going no, to run.
0: Yeah. The Holy Spirit, is, Holy Spirit is, is as much God as the Father is God and, and the Son is God. Mm. God mm. indwells the believer. Think about that. This is, think about this. This is the same God that they built the temple for. Yeah. And the Holy of Holies within that temple and God dwelled in that Holy of Holies in the Old Covenant, and nobody could go in there other than the high priest one time a year for the Day of Atonement. Otherwise, they'd be killed. Yeah. Right? And they tie a rope around the ankle of the high priest when he went in, had a bell it, we all on it, and jingle, jingle. Mm-hmm. And if the bell stopped jingling, they'd know, uh oh, I think God killed them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Instead of going, <laughs> excuse me. Instead of going in to get his body, which they would drop dead, right?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: They used the rope to pull him out. All right. Same God, mm-hmm. same Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. The same one that uh, that they couldn't approach on the mountain, Mount Ararat, but Moses went up and was able to uh, meet with God up on the mountain. Mm -hmm. The party bush first and then, and then the the 10 commandments later. And he only allowed Moses up there, like the high priest, right? Moses was kind of in a, in a sense, the first high priest. And, uh, you know, otherwise it was said that anybody who else who approached God up on that mountain would be killed. Mm. All right. Now that same God And dwells you and me, Mm. dwells the believer in their soul. Today, those who believe in Christ, who are who are born again, redeemed by Christ, have you know repented of their sins, and God has has renewed their spirit. They have God dwelling in them. There is no created being whether that being be with or without a body, a spirit being or a physical being that can approach that God that dwells in us for nefarious purposes, mm. that is an evil spirit or evil being for the purpose of indwelling us, there's no way they would be able to approach and do that. They would be repelled. Mm. And those who could be killed would be killed immediately, but the other ones are repelled. They cannot, they cannot dwell in the in the in the sight of a holy and righteous God. They can't, they can't handle it. I mean, they can't deal with that. So the, the idea that a believer could be uh, demon possessed. Is it, it demonstrates someone who has total ignorance of the scriptures Ugh. and total ignorance of salvation. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't believe the people that are saying that and doing that. I don't believe they're believers. I think they're. I think they're uh, hucksters. I think they're con I, artists. I,
2: I feel the same way, brother. I call them the gospel pimps. Cause that's what yeah. they're doing. They're pimping they're out the artists. gospel for their own. They're con artists, exactly. So yeah. check this out. So this gentleman's name. His name is Alexander Pagani. He's a self-proclaimed, you know, you name it, blank, blank, blank. And now he's a. Well, he has he has a group of guys that put out this movie called Come Out in Jesus' Name. So he's the main, one of the main guys. And then we got other. Gre-
0: it just froze on my end. I don't know. If you oh, know.
2: okay. Can you still hear my audio? We're good. If you still hear my audio.
0: Yeah, I hear your audio now, but it froze froze for just a second there. Just so oh, okay,
2: know. okay, it's recorded, so the audio should be good. We should okay, be good. good. There. Uh, so, anyways, uh, part of this group, they're called the the drag uh, the demon slayers. They call it a, a term of endearment. Okay, whatever. I think it's silly, but anyways, Greg Locke is one of them. Some YouTube preacher. His name is Isaiah Saldivar, which I'm li- I've listened to outrageous, ridiculous things he says. Uh, Vladimir Shaf- Shafshak. Daniel Adams, Mike Signorelli, and they're modeling deliverance as seen in the New Testament. That tells you how much they know about deliverance in Scripture. So, this is their statement. We're not saying a Christian can be demon possessed. This is retracting. They reiterated when we say possessed, we're not saying owned by. When we say possessed, we mean as in living or as in having. Let me give you an analogy. Every house has a spider. So let me ask you this question. Is your house spider possessed? Obviously yeah. not. But does your house possess a spider? Obviously. And I I told you, bro, I... I oh. <laughs> you know, when, when your gears get... I mean, I like to grind your gears every once in a while, right? This was grinding, like, my gears, Ooh. my transmission was back you know, firing like no one's business. And, and I like, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? So the worst part, brother, is that they're oh. showing these, this movie on theaters, right? How funny or how, you know, all of a sudden there's deliverances, deliverances that are taking place in the movie theater. Where are you watching deliverances on the actual screen? Really? Is that, is that a uh, really coincidence?
0: You know, I will call them plants absolutely this, it, is, this is this is gimmickry um and I, the problem know, brother. The problem,
2: sorry, christians are eating this brother they're eating I, I it was, like no one's mother they're supporting it paying your money to go see this junk
0: i was about to say the gullibility of a lot of people absolutely amazes me it, it's unfortunate but it, it's true Many people are very, very gullible. Yes, um, I mean if it's on the internet, it has to be true, brother. Abraham Lincoln said that. <laughs> I I borrowed that one from Dave Ramsey, guys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna give Dave Ramsey credit for that one. But yeah, it's true. I mean, I mean that's yeah. how gullible people are. I mean, it's, look, you don't think that if they want look. They're not in the business of ministry. They're in the business of taking your money. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That's what they're in the business of doing. It's a money scam. You keep, give money, give money. God will bless you, blah, 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 blah. They don't understand the concept of giving as it is written in scripture any more than a squirrel understands calculus, okay? (laughs) My dog, the dog that we have here, he loves to chase, chase you know, head out the back door and chase the squirrels, but well, even a squirrel's got enough sense to get away from a dog. They run <laughs> right. up those trees. Yeah. You folks don't have enough sense to, to get out of a theater. That's that's trying to scam your rear. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. Let your brain engage for half a second. That's just a bunch of, it's a bunch of sensational nonsense. Yeah. D- dump that crap and open up a, your dusty Bible that probably has cobwebs on it and start reading it and actually actually ask God to help you understand it. Because I tell you what, folks, people, the reason Christians are getting caught up to this, so people who call themselves Christians, you know, a lot of people say they're Christians, but they're not really Christians. Um, they're not really redeemed. But if you call yourself a Christian, You need to get into your Bible because people who are calling themselves Christians are being duped by this stuff and the cults. When the Jehovah's Mm. Witnesses come around and knock on your door, you know why you're being duped. You don't know your Bibles. Mm. You don't, you don't have a clue about scripture and that's why they're, they're taking you for a ride you're watching a bunch of sensational nonsense i'll pause brother so you get a word in
2: edgewise no that you said it brother and i thank you for answering those questions because believe it or not these are genuine questions that people are asking because they do not know and they believe these things now apart from you know these guys have money they got money bro You know how they made their money, so yeah, they got their jets that that right there should be a a, a, you know, a flag or an you know, urgent, urgent, you know, that that yeah, God God, God
0: can't do without them, right? I mean, God can't can't evangelize the world without you know, Mm -hmm. the plant or who, who, who is it? Who are these guys? I can, I don't I, I forget their names because I never pay any attention to them, but anyway, yeah. God can't, <laughs> yeah. yo. Know, God needs me to have a jet so I can go and evangelize over here or over there and hold a crusade there. God don't need you any more than he needs a headache. Okay, <laughs> God don't get headaches. Oh my goodness! But you're a headache. Yep. <laughs> yep, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are a headache. You're, you're an egotistical. <laughs> you're an egotistical headache. Oh, narcissistic wish. headache is what, what these guys are yeah. they don't fall for that crap folks. You think God is that needy? Right. God, Jesus said, I'll have the stones cry out. If you don't go do my, if you don't want to go do my work, I'll have the stones do it for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, 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 I don't God. need these guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> They're just egotistical, narcissistic blowhards. Yep. That's what they are.
1: I'm absolutely. sorry to use that
0: language, but that's what they are. <laughs> we got you know, you got you gotta you gotta you gotta take out the sword of spirit and mop the heads off of these false prophets.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know? I mean, talk about when we need to contend for the faith. I mean, this is what we're talking about. We contend for the faith, and when right. you read it in scripture in the new testament, in that book, which is yeah. you know tells you gets down, and like when it's talking about wrestling. You know, for for the faith, it talks about wrestling for the faith, bro. It's almost like going to right. battle with someone, and, and that's how you know serious and important it is. But now let me get again right. the gullible Christians. Leave it to the gullible Christians. Very good. Let
0: me let me give you Romans eight, mm. all right, real quick before before times runs out. <laughs> we'll yeah, totally right. I Feel like I'm racing the clock every time we do this podcast, but um, let me start with verse uh, four, All right. That the righteous of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, Mm. but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because a carnal mind is enmity against God; it's an enemy enemy of God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Ooh, there's the first thing. Mm. These guys don't follow the law of God. Um, and, and we'll have to do a podcast on that someday. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They, they're not pleasing God, folks. They're in the flesh. Mm-hmm. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ he is none of his. might want to get saved you bunch of you know word of faith preachers. you need you need to repent of your doctrine and believe on Christ. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you there it is. The Spirit of God dwells in us. The most powerful being in existence dwells in us. He doesn't need a bunch of egotistical maniacs running around taking your money and giving you a bunch of false doctrine. If he dwells in you, he can take care of everything you need. Mm. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. They never talk about that, do they? Uh -uh. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. And he doesn't need some egotistical maniac. Word of faith preacher to do it. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to take my sword and lop their head off, brother. You're swinging, Never, bro. You are swinging. I'm swinging hard. <laughs> Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. See, that's all that demon talk. The flesh. Mm. There's a demon behind every corner in word of faith. Right. It's never your own sin. It's not your own wickedness. No, it's some demon that's caused you to do that. Mm. You know, as Flip Wilson Wilson said, the devil made me do it. No. No, your own wicked, evil heart made you do it. Okay. Just take that and own it. Now. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. There it is. That's why their doctrine is wrong. I'll read it again. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. They're pushing fear to get you to give them money. The fear of um, not being in the club, not being in the cool guys, the cool kids club, right? Not being, uh, you don't have enough of the spirit. You don't have enough faith. Uh, God, The devil's going to get you because you don't have enough faith. That's fear driven. and the people who have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them they should not be dwelling in fear now but you have received the spirit of adoption now if you're an adopted son or daughter of God what are you scared of mm. if Christ be before us who can be against us you don't need some you don't need those guys okay you don't need them whereby we cry. Abba Father. That's a term of endearment. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So, how do you know? Well, the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. And it's not the spirit of Kundalini yoga, okay? It's not the spirit of uh, Eastern mysticism. Wrong spirit. Might want to get that one straight. And if children, Then heirs. Oh wait, wait. Let me back up. Yeah, let me do sixteen again. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with Him, that we may also be also glorified together. Now we don't have the Spirit of Christ so that we can be rich and happy and glorious and and have a wonderful easy life. We have the Spirit of God in us because we are going to suffer in this world, and it's the Holy Spirit that gets us through it. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. If you look at the context of that verse, it's not talking about getting rich or having a big fancy car or a big fancy house or a little jet. It's talking about we can deal with the persecution and the suffering that we will receive in this wicked world through Christ who strengthens us. That's the context. Everybody gets that one wrong. And I'm sick of these word of faith pieces of garbage running around and, and they're they're deceiving unbelievers into thinking they're sheep, and they're deceiving the sheep into thinking they need more than what they have. You got the Holy Spirit and you got the Word of God, and you've got a you've got a church that God ordained to be the gathering of the believers because a sheep by himself is, is the wolves dinner. You got to gather with the sheep and the shepherd and the under shepherds are the preachers and the church is, is the corral for the sheep and the church is where we are the most powerful while on this earth. There's your formula. You don't need these word of faith guys that, uh, there's, I mean, I don't have enough time to go heavy that far into this doctrine, but what they are doing is unbiblical. Amen. Amen.
2: Yep. I mean, there's nothing else to add to that, brother. You nailed it with scripture that we just read, scripture that we expounded on. What else? Believer, don't be gullible. Look into these things, ask questions, go to your pastor, your spiritual leaders, whomever. We need to get this right. We cannot fall gullible because ultimately you're still going to be responsible when you're before God, you know, and how you respond. How did you defend the faith? How did you mature in him? What fruit of the spirit did you possess? It's come on. It, we, we have to, anyways, brother, thank you for addressing that. That was perfect. It was perfect timing because you went from indwelling Holy spirit and this that, that fell perfectly on my lap. So I wanted to bring that up. So thank you for yeah, answering bro. that question, brother. Well, that, we, that's we very have, important.
0: We have to learn as believers to be very direct and honest and truthful. Absolutely. And, and, and stop apologizing every time you're going to criticize an LGBTQ agenda or or their lifestyle, or their sin against God. Well, I just want to let you know that I love you, and I'm saying this in love. Stop that garbage. Just give them the truth of the word of God. That's how people get saved. Amen. You know? You just got to lay it out there for them. You cannot bring them to Christ if they don't first understand their own the wickedness and the iniquity of their own heart. That's anybody who's in Christ. That's how they got there. They started with the burden of sin heavy upon them. And they needed a savior to lift that sin off. Mm. And where does Joel Osteen start with the burden of sin? No, he he voids that like the plague. Where does the word of faith preachers start? The burden of sin? Heck no. They start with give, 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 and God will bless you. Mm Mm-hmm nonsense and all these miracles and this fancy stuff. That's nonsense garbage. And there are no apostles today. They didn't see Jesus. That was a, that was an office for the first, first, that was an office for the first century for the reason of establishing the first century church, because they didn't have the the scriptures uh, compiled yet.
2: You know what he starts with, bro? He
0: starts with,
2: Cracking open fortune cookies, Proverbs, and that's how he starts.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I've seen fortune cookies that were better than what they do. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and then you cannot come into the church with your wicked, evil lifestyle and your evil thoughts and try to conform the church to you. Hmm. And I don't care if it's LGBTQ plus I don't care if it's word of faith. I don't care if it's the Joel Olstein mentality or you name, name your poison. The church is not meant they don't have to conform to you and you don't tell God what to do.
2: Mm. Amen.
0: God's Amen. the boss, not you.
1: Amen.
0: And he gave us his word and you, you preachers, that push that stuff. You twist his word and you you mishandle his word and there is a judgment coming for you. You might want to repent. And, and we that's how we have to put it, folks. We got to get in their face and tell them, repent. The same way John Knox walked into the Queen's court and told her, repent or hit hell fire and turn around and walk out. And the guards told Queen Mary, I think it was Queen Mary, was one of the queens anyway in England, said, uh, said, uh, why? why you just give me the word and I will take his head off. And the queen said, no, I fear the prayers of John Knox. Mm, that's true. Folks, that is spiritual power. And he was fearless. And he spoke the truth. And he didn't care what anybody thought. We are so worried about what people think. Oh, oh, they might get offended. Stop cowering in the corner. This generation needs to grow up and be adults and stop being little children. It's time to grow up, folks. Time to grow up in the faith. It is time to stand for truth. It's time.
2: Amen. Amen. Great, great discussion on that, brother. <clears throat> Folks, my brother said it. If you want to love somebody, you preach the gospel to them. You stand on that truth and stop apologizing. Whatever Bodie Balkum said, he said the majority of, uh, of pastors out there spend their first 15 minutes of their sermon apologizing for what's to come in the delivery of the message. And it's like, stop doing it. Mm-hmm.
0: Just preach what the book says. That's it. Yeah, We need to love our enemies. But you don't love your enemies until you love God and until you understand how to speak truth to your enemies. That's when you're loving them.
2: Good stuff, That's my the brother.
0: Message. That's the message. That's what we need to learn. We don't understand love.
2: I like that. I like that. That was very good. Yeah. Good stuff, my brother. Hey, do you have anything else we need to cover today?
0: No, I think we've given a, I think we've got enough for people to chew on for a couple of weeks. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm looking at our yeah. popular, not that we were popular anyways, but I see our popular go. <laughs> Drop. Oh, oh, what, this is hot. Your- this is hot, bro. This is, you know, it's not going to be popular, but who cares? Yeah. We, 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 okay. talk, we, we repeat what the book says and that's all
0: right. And, and, yeah. that, and that's going to happen because it, that'll happen initially mm-hmm. and it'll start picking back up. Yeah. And the Absolutely. reason is because you, you lose, the folks that just want to hear about the politics,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. you know, and they want to be conservative, you know, Mm. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm conservative, but that's conservatism is not my religion. Mm. Okay. (laughs) To them, conservatism is their religion. Yeah, absolutely. And and Trump is their, the priest of their church. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, that's, that's not how I am. So, um, and so those people drop off. Yeah, but the people that want to understand the scripture, they're hungering for truth. That's the people we'll start picking up. Amen. Good the stuff. The people who are truly hungering for truth, and it's it's true in the church too. You'll lose people in the church if you preach the truth, but you know who's going to stick around? The people who are hungering for truth, Amen. the true believers. The the, the the fakes will run off, and the and the, and the real people will stay, and real people will come in
2: amen praise the and lord that's how it works i love it bro if you have nothing else you know what to do
0: well thanks folks for letting us uh come into your home again with this, this podcast and uh, remember keep your mind sharp and your heart pure we'll see you next podcast we'll catch you on that flip side you have
1: been listening to the vortex apologetic podcast
0: hey
2: there ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to listen to the vortex apologetic It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at TheVortexApologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.